That is the question I want to discuss today, my friends. Can we all make a change? And the truth is that it's not that easy. Because I want to just take a quick look at the neuroscience, the science of what's happening inside your mind. And every time that we do an action, your brain basically sends an electrical wave to activate the action or the thought that you want to have. And when those electrical waves are repeated, they create pathways in your mind which make the action easier to perform. And this is why the more you repeat an activity, the less you have to think about doing it. Your brain has basically formed these pathways in your mind which makes it easier and easier to repeat. So for example, playing piano or playing an instrument or guitar, right? In the beginning, it's impossible. You got to think about hitting each key and stretching your fingers. How can you do it so fast? But when you repeat the action enough, your fingers can automatically flow and hit each key exactly in synchrony. The same thing goes with driving or with walking when you're a baby. Anything that you learn to do, your mind is basically forming these neural pathways, which makes it easier and easier to perform the action. And here's what's crazy is that when you do an action repetitively, there's a fatty tissue called myelin, which is a blanket that grows around the axons of our neurons, which basically work like an insulating layer. Think of insulation around an electrical wiring. And that basically makes the action even more second nature. And now even more information can pass through those channels and they become even stronger. And my friends, this is what we're up against. To break a habit and to actually change our behaviors, you actually have to exercise your free will to such a degree uh, that you're going to break through these automatic channels in your mind, these habits that you've already formed, uh, these actions that, and thoughts that you're doing automatically. And it requires you to exercise so much free will consistently until you can break those patterns. And that's why change is so difficult because we've programmed our minds to behave a certain way, to think a certain way, to act a certain way. And now to break those patterns and to change, we need so much free will consistently over and over and over again until we can change the patterns in our mind to be more in line with what Hashem wants from us. And that's why if we're going to approach change, we have to do it in the most thoughtful and clever way possible. Because once we recognize what we're up against, we have to make sure to maximize the change that we're going to make and to give ourselves the best shot of having those changes actually stick. I believe the statistic is something like 95% of New Year's resolutions don't stick. People don't stick to them. And I would say the same about LL changes, right? 95% of people who try to make changes during LL. Ah, this year I'm going to be different. I'm going to try changing. I'm going to change my attitudes and my thoughts and my actions. And then we all know how many of them actually end up sticking. If you look back at your past history of all the changes you've tried to make during LL the past years, how many of them have actually ended up sticking, chances are that it's probably quite low. So I want to discuss three keys to making change. Key number one is not to try to change everything at once. Pick one thing and do it well. 
The general consensus among behavior change researchers is that you should focus on changing a very small number of habits at the same time. I believe the highest number you'll find is changing three habits at once. And that's talking about incredibly tiny habits like flossing your teeth, doing one push-up per day, or saying it's going to be a great day. So if you want to keep your habits that small, then you should work on no more than three habits at a time. Personally, I prefer to only focus on one habit at a time and then give it about 12 days and then try adding on a new small change that I'm going to make to my life. And once that habit becomes routine, then I move on to the next change that I want to make. So key number one is to pick one thing and to do it well. Key number two is don't start with a habit that is too big. New habits should be non-threatening. Start with a behavior that is so small that it seems easy, reasonable to do each day. So you want to learn more Torah? Work on the first five minutes after you wake up. Want to work on your anger? Make an exercise of meditating just for 10 seconds every morning on letting go of your control over life. Want to concentrate more during davening? Work on not starting davening on the way to shul and being fully ready before you start the first bracha. So all these are just small little changes that seem really reasonable, really easy to do. When you take on a habit that's just too big, then you're going to have those few days where you're not going to be able to complete it. I'm not going to be able to do that full hour of learning that I wanted to do or that five-minute meditation. It just got too difficult after a while or to take on all that kavana during davening and after a while I'm just not motivated anymore. So when you take on a habit that is really small and really reasonable, then it's much more likely that you can actually stick to it. Key number three is to focus on the ritual and not the result. We want to focus on the behavior, not the outcome. Because in the beginning, you're not going to see any change. When I made a habit out of valuing people, I was laughing at myself in the beginning. But after six months, I was able to look back and I couldn't believe how much I changed. Small, consistent changes always add up. Let's say you decide you need more financial stability and you start making your morning coffee at home and automatically transferring $5 into your investment account every day to build your financial future. In a year, you'll have saved around $1.5,000, which will now grow with compound interest. So if you did that for 30 years, right, those $5 a day for 30 years and earn 10% per year on your investment, which is very reasonable. If you put your money in the S&P 500, on average, you'll earn 10% per year. But after 30 years, you'll have $343,000 in your account. But what's even greater than that is that now you built into your subconscious an attitude of saving money. And if you can forgo your coffee, then you can forgo your new pair of shoes or ordering takeout food for the night or that Uber ride. And in the same way, let's say you'd want to make a goal of being kinder to people. And you make a small habit of messaging one person every night, something kind, considerate, hey, John, thinking of you, you're amazing. So in the matter of a year, you'll have a completely different way of thinking about people, right? Not only is that going to change the way that you're interacting with people, but it's also going to change your subconscious, the way that you're thinking about people subconsciously. And that is going to have a compound interest effect. So the key to making real lasting change is to pick one thing and do it well. Don't start with a habit that's too big. Make it reasonable and non-threatening and to focus on the ritual and not on the result.
looking forward to tomorrow where we choose the small habit that we want to make. And in the meantime, have a joyful and jubilant day. Yeah, yeah.